1: Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior. And God's just being good to you. We certainly are thankful. We're very thankful that you take the time to tune us in today and be part of this broadcast. With me in Milwaukee again is uh, Brother Kevin. Good morning.
2: Good morning, sir. And I'm like you. I really appreciate people tuning in.
1: Yeah, I think it's a pretty great thing, folks, and and we just want to say that to you. So, Kevin got himself on the radio out there in Milwaukee, and what a blessings that been that has been for us and uh, VCY and and around. We've heard from many of you, probably six or seven. I personally spoke to and invited you to tune in on this broadcast, and I hope you have. And uh, pray for us yeah. as you're listening to this. People are driving to Camp Joy in Whitewater, Wisconsin, and they're driving up to be part of this and we certainly could use your prayers and that, that God would just be strong and he'd do a great work in our lives. And, uh, uh, so as you're thinking about it, today's the day, maybe some are listening as they're driving up right now, but, uh, pray with us. We, uh, we just ask for that. And so Kevin, as we go through and ask these Bible questions, I think this is an easy one, but I, I saved this list. So who were the first apostles called to follow Jesus?
2: Um, the, okay. The first, I, I think Matthew was the first. Am I right?
1: It's saying uh, Peter and Andrew.
2: Oh, 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 okay. According to John. Yeah, I, man. I harmonized it we're all fouled uh, up. Oh, yeah. that,
1: you know what, brother? You were on like six in a row on those easy ones. So I think God threw this out there to help you a little bit. So <laughs> so, so you wouldn't get Amen. arrogant or anything. There needed to be a trial out there. So, <laughs> Folks, we've been cruising along looking for that right word or that right thought, um, you know, behind a, a PTSD characteristic or something that folks are suffering from. And today we want to talk about apathy. So we know apathy is that kind of thing where we lose feeling. We uh, we say, well, you know, I mean, are we really going to make a difference anyway? Is there is there anything we can do? We might as well just stay at home and lay on the couch. You know, apathy is that, that want of desire. You've lost desire for things. And honestly, to be honest with you, it's again what God has for us. God expects us to be out there making hay, so to speak, making a difference and allowing God to do a work in our lives and have interpersonal relationships with others. And I I wrote down a couple verses here just a couple minutes ago when we were talking about this and Revelation 3.16 is that great verse that so many people use. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee, out of my mouth. And that idea of, you know, we've talked about this in the past where we say, you know, if you're walking on the fence, you're going to fall one way or another, and you always fall the wrong way. And to be in God's perfect will, you need to be on the path. Uh, that's God's perfect will. And, and, you know, we're supposed to be fervent in spirit over there in Romans 12, 11, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And, and there's so many directions we could go with this, Kevin, but over and over again, we meet folks. Who find themselves under that category of being apathetic, and and we want to help you with this. We want you to know that God has a plan for you. What are you thinking, Kevin?
2: Yeah, we do want to help people with this. I have been apathetic, Doug. Yeah. I have. There are times in my life where I just said, "I'm not. I can't do good enough." And uh, you know, I, if I try hard, it's gonna it's gonna end up bad. And so, you know, I do I do worse then I do good. So it's, it's, it becomes apathy. This is one of the things that leads to apathy. Another thing is tiredness. Yeah, I think weariness, you just say, man, I just, I just can't go anymore. I'm just going to yield to the flow and I'm just going to, you know, just float, and um, you know I was playing. Uh, apathy is something where you just allow the environment around you to have its way, and and the, we need to realize, folks, that the environment. The Bible says the days are evil, so we're to walk circumspectly. That means to watch. It says the perilous times will come. That means that there there is actions being perpetrated against godly people and you know if the devil can't take you down he'll make you to the point where you just go with the flow and then you then it's all over that way uh i was playing doug i was playing uh a a video a video game i was uh my son introduced me to to a video game where you can just do this open world get on a horse and explore the wide open spaces out west and i love out west my son loves out west too and so uh, there's just times where I want to change my backdrop. I'm in Wisconsin. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just ride around something that looks like Utah for a while. And it's exciting. Well, the the controller fouled up, and it actually um, it got to the point where the, it made the horse or the man walk perpetually. So I set the controller down to do something. I noticed he was just walking and so i thought to myself this was about 3 days ago and i said that that guy there represents apathy because I, he's just walking and whatever comes his way he just he's going to ignore it he's going to let what happen To him let come what may and and so for about 10 minutes Doug I watched this guy this dude and he was attacked by a wild animal I had to seize the control to save his life then I let him walk some more he was attacked by some bad people you know some gangs or some robbers and then finally he walked into a, a river and swam apathetically until he finally drowned and I thought you know that's what happens when I get apathetic I just, I get on an autopilot. I don't really lean into life. I don't fight against the, the things that want to destroy me spiritually. And instead, I just, you know, what, what's happening today? I'm just going to let it happen. And that's, to me, that was a token of apathy. And it scared me to, to realize that a lot of people are like that today. They're just, they're going to, they're heading towards certain destruction because they're just they're in an autopilot and they don't they don't care they're not they don't feel that there's a goal that there's an end game to what god has put them in the world to do and uh i'll give you a scripture doug then i'll turn it back over to you jonathan said to the young man that bear his armor come and let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised it may be that the lord will work for us for there is no strength restraint of the lord to save by many or f- to, by by few jonathan stands in it's stark contrast to his dad, who's King Saul. King Saul, it says in, in 1 Samuel 14, 2, Saul tarried in the uppermost part of Gibeah under a pomegranate tree, which is in Migron, and the people that were with him were about 600. So the Philistines had invaded. Saul was apathetic. His army followed him apathetically they sat under a pomegranate tree oh well well you know we don't have enough people this is kind of weighted out Jonathan said it was unbear- to his armor bearer let's go and so he turned apathy into adventure and i think that's what we all need to do sometimes we say you know what per adventure it's it's no restraint to the lord to save by many or f- few it's you know we're not going to stay here till we die let's get out there and do something and if we're going to die let's die doing something
1: yeah Man, that's so good. You know, just having a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of concern. I've seen so many people. I love the way you just mentioned that poor guy drowning there, <laughs> that electronic dude uh, <laughs> losing it out there. But I, I've seen so many people give up on God's work. You know, well, I'm not going to go on visitation. Yeah. Well, I really don't need to go to a church. I don't need to do this. And and like you were saying, brother, it's almost like saying that God can do nothing else with you. You know, when mm-hmm. we give up in involves God, and that's the problem. Uh, remember, the Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, it's not talking about immediately here, but for in due season we shall reap... If we faint not, if we don't lay down on the job, folks, if we can trust God and know that he's going to do something with us, something good is going to come out of this whole thing, I promise you. Uh, God has a way of doing things that are uh, life-changing. I've seen it happen in my life. Kevin and I have testified to you, and and we could testify to you every minute for the next two hours and still not be done with how many times we've pulled ourselves up and forced ourselves to trust God and do something. And yeah. and folks, be that person. Pull yourself up today and dust yourself off and, uh, you know, have a power bar and a cup of coffee and just go at it. And uh, so today we're going to be looking. We've moved to John chapter ten, and uh, really excited about that. We're going to look at the first six verses over this next ten minutes or so. But it says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him that porter openeth, the sheep hear his voice." And they call us his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not the things which he spake unto them. Hey, folks, hang with us a minute. We'll be right back.
0: return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
1: You know, folks, it always amazes me that when we pick a word like apathy and a characteristic that folks go through with PTSD and when life just catches up and goes wrong. And then we read these verses and it just explodes with meaning. And, and here's Jesus, he's using this metaphor in his parable uh, about a shepherd and his sheep, and he's conveying this very important spiritual lesson to me anyway. He's talking about what a good shepherd looks like. And folks, I can put this to people's faces who pastored me, I can put this to people's lives who've been around me, but he's emphasizing the importance of entering the right way into the ministry, enter in the right way into families, enter in the right way with the sheeps and uh, with the sheep in with the sheeps. I'm all right. And, uh, you know, I ate a couple of lamb when I was over there in Australia and I, I, I think uh, I have a new, um, uh, appreciation I think for a lamb, which is sheep less, two years or less, uh, young. And uh, otherwise it becomes what we call mutton just as old beat up meat. But God, here's God identifying himself as the legitimate shepherd. And, and I've been sitting here thinking and, you know, as we were looking at this just a moment ago and as we went ahead and um, uh, put the break out there for our broadcast partners, I, I was thinking, say, boy, God, what lesson do we have in this whole picture with apathy and everything like that? So often when we are laying down on the couch, when we give up, when we get lazy, we wanna take shortcuts. We wanna do God's work in a vacuum. We don't want to bring other people with us, and, and and folks, that's just so wrong. Well, God's saying, "Hey, legitimately, go in that front door, stand up, you know, go toe to toe with whoever you got to go toe to toe with, and represent." And and folks, I think this is our lesson today with apathy. I believe God perfectly put this together for us. And uh, Kevin, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah this this whole thing about the good shepherd is a good reason not to be apathetic, right? Because the shepherd leads, he's out there going ahead. He's, he's like the commander leading into battle saying, guys, let's go. You know, you want to live forever. Let's go win this thing. And and that, uh, that leadership thing, it's, it's a whole chapter of leadership. This is one of the, uh, I am chapters. And he's going to say it verse 14 but this is already the discussion that we're in you know this the setting that opens up chapter in this in this chapter 10 is jesus uh, establishing first of all there's some there's some players here there's a bad player that's he that entereth in that's the thief and the robber then there's the shepherd that's christ there's the sheep that's his own that's christian's And then there is the porter, verse 3, which we read. You read there. Uh, The porter would be the Holy Spirit because he opens the door of understanding. He opens the door to Jesus Christ. He is, I mean, it's his job to point out Jesus Christ and say, this is the way that, you know, go, go this way and you'll find him. But, you know, it's it opens up with this. Description of the bad player. It says he that entereth not by the door, you know, climbs up some other way is a thief and a robber. How terrible it is that in in this day and age we live in, there are people that, like you said, Doug, they shortcut their way into leadership. They 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 don't want to earn the respect of people. They want to, you know, I, I get it. You don't always get to have a relationship of of trust and respect with everyone, especially in the military, that you have to salute on the way by or that you have to, you know, do what they tell you to do. I I get that, that not everyone has a chance to earn your respect, but Jesus Christ is the long-time, long-term relationship leader, and he does not cut corners. He earns our love and respect and he does go before us. In fact, he died. He went and paid the, uh, the, the biggest price that anyone could ever pay. But on the other hand, the contrast set up here, is that uh, a, a narcissist, for instance, classic case, textbook case of someone that tries to come in and gain your affection, gain your fellowship. another way. How do they do that? Love bombing by saying, oh, you're wonderful. Man, I would be nothing without you. Please don't go away. I'll change. I'll, I'll try better for the fifth time. You know, and people go back over and over because of something that they get from that person that they feel like they're not going to get from someone else. But really, we need to uh, we need to understand that Jesus Christ is the one that is at the top of the list, and under Him fall all other people. So a narcissist or someone that shortcuts his way into authority will almost always, Doug, I've found almost always want to interfere with your relationship with the guy at the top with Jesus Christ, because they ultimately want to sit as God. We talked about that last week. They want to be God in their domain, and they want glory and honor and worship. They want to be like the Most High. It's like Isaiah chapter 14. It's like Satan. It's like Lucifer. They want to be the one that is revered and gets all the attention, and they're not willing to let Jesus Christ be that, um, that good, that chief shepherd. And by the way, a pastor... Is, is called an under-shepherd. The word yeah. pastor means shepherd. So uh, an overseer of God's people, God's flock in the church, within the setting of the church, within the walls of the church, as it were, within that authority of the church, they oversee. And they are the ones that should say, you know what, if my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ called me as a shepherd and he does this the right way, then I want to likewise earn the respect of these people and you should just be, anyone listening should be careful about someone that comes into a church and just says, you know what? I'm just Mr. Wonderful. And then they come in and they want to change everything around to make sure that it fits only them at the top, them getting glory and no accountability and all that kind of stuff. But God doesn't do it that way. And
1: uh, Yeah. Wow. That's good, brother. And in, in this verse six, boy, the parable spake Jesus unto them. But they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them and Boy, that's God's way of reminding us and not everybody's going to get it, but there's a couple things we learn here, I think, just what exactly what Kevin was saying. You you know, not everybody's the under shepherd. There's only one that's the shepherd, and he's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we as sheep should know his voice. Even if it's not audibly spoken, we should know the words of the Bible. We should know how the Holy Spirit, how Jesus ministers to us through the Holy Spirit. That was good, brother, and how we, we, we put that Together. And and there's some really good lessons, I think, that we take from this. There's only one way. He's, you know, uh, we're going to read in a little bit. He's an open door. We remember that song, People Need the Lord. And and, but entering a relationship with God is done through Jesus Christ. He's our leader. He's our shepherd. We need to recognize him. We need to recognize his voice. We need to remember that God and God's people never come through a back door. God and God's people never halfway things. God and God's people, um, they don't lay on the couch to, uh, to support missionaries. Missionaries don't lay on the couch and one day wake up saying, man, I'm going to go out and raise support. It's a lifetime. It's a commitment. It's a call. And, and brethren, when we think of that word apathy, where this all began, It's it's having a want of interest for everything, and boy, we uh, you know we counsel folks with marriages. You know, people lose interest on their marriages. People lose interest on their families. People lose interest on their job. People, and we could just keep on going with that over and over again. But this is what I want us to kind of try to fixate on today. If we get everything right with the shepherd, and we let him through our front door. And we follow him and know him and hear him and study his word and do whatever that takes. Let me tell you something, friends, you are going to find a profound change in your life. You're not going to want the couch. You're going to want your Bible. You're not going to want regular radio. You're going to want broadcast. You're going to want spiritual music. You're going to want God to minister to you. And friends, I think that's what this is all about today. I think we need to leave and say, God, just minister to me. I'm all in. I'm all in. I've been laying down too long. Lord, help me get out of this. Well, we, we certainly hope you folks have a great day today. And hey, when you go out today, wear that smile that only God can give you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Health for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, Or to direct you to a local church Please do not hesitate to contact us For additional helpful resources Including our new TV series More information Or to donate and support this crucial ministry Please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com May God bless you